the wonder and glory. Well, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And, you know, when I think about Christmas, there's a lot of great things that I'm reminded of. And I think Christmas in July is a good way to kind of scratch the itch for those of you who are, are Christmas obsessed. And what I mean by that is we get an opportunity to just take the midpoint of the year and say, hey, Jesus, we don't just celebrate your birthday one month out of the year, but we celebrate you year round because you are wondrous and glorious and we are thankful for who you are. And so today I want you to think for a moment about what is your favorite part of Christmas? Think for a moment about what, what it is. It, it might be presents, or it might be family time, or it might be food, but think for a moment about what is your favorite. I'll tell you what one of my favorite parts of the Christmas story is, and it's this. The part where the angels show up, and they, and they, and they visit the shepherds. You know which part of the story I'm talking about? The reason I like this story so much is because in the other parts of the Christmas story, we can kind of start to uh, act that out in Christmas plays. Like when Mary and Joseph go to the manger, we can uh, dress some little kids up and, and get us some manger and put them over there, and we can portray that. Or, or when the wise men show up with gifts, you know, we can dress a few guys up and give them some frankincense and have them walk down the aisle. We can see how that works. But when I think about Luke chapter 2 and how the angels showed up in the night sky, I just, don't, I just don't understand what that would look like. To see the heavens filled with heavenly hosts singing glory to God in the highest, peace on earth. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the response of the shepherds? Can you imagine what they felt like? Just another day at work. Just, just another time on the night shift. Here we go, taking care of some sheep, and then all of a sudden, what was dark becomes light, and the whole sky is just brilliantly flooded with angels and voices. That's one of my favorite parts. In fact, turn with me to Luke chapter 2, if you would. Luke chapter 2, we have to use our imagination so much to think about what it looked like, or what it felt like, or what it sounded like. But there's one part of this story that doesn't need a lot of imagination. And it's the actual message that the angels gave the shepherds that day. So look with me in Luke chapter 2. We're going to read in verse 8. It's, it starts like this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Stop right there for a moment. See, this is what the angels lead with. The angels in their interaction with humans, with mankind, this is their opening statement. Do not be afraid. Those angels could have led with anything. They could have, they could have stepped out into the scene and said, uh, you guys are doing it all wrong. They could have stepped out onto the scene and spoke to the shepherds that night and said, hey, you better get your act together. But the message they lead with is a message that Jesus wants you to hear in your life, and it's this, do not be afraid. Fear is something that's rampant in our culture. Fear is something that shows up, and so many people struggle with fear. And just like the angels told the shepherds, the scripture is telling us, do not be afraid. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just take a guess that we don't have a whole lot of shepherds 
And if we do, uh, not many of you are probably walking around fields late at night, but I don't know what your workplace looks like, but I do know this. Jesus is here, and because he's here, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to be afraid of the future. We don't have to be afraid of the past. We don't have to be afraid of our surroundings. We don't have to be afraid of things that we don't understand. The message of Jesus is this. Do not be afraid, regardless of your insufficiencies, regardless of your inadequacies, regardless of the things that you can or can't do, do not be afraid. It's the message that the angels led with, and it's the message for you today. And the reason why we don't have to fear isn't because we're strong or we're smart or or we're capable or we're talented. It's not because of that. The reason we don't have to fear is because Jesus is here. And that's what the angels were telling the shepherds that day. They were saying, listen, don't be afraid. We're not here with bad news. We're here with good news. In fact, look at the rest of, the, the rest of that verse. It says this, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. And that's the next part of the message. The angels tell the shepherds, and they tell us today that Jesus is here, and that's good news. So many people in our culture don't take it that way. In fact, they take it the opposite way. So many people say, well, Jesus is here. We better straighten up. Uh Uh-oh, Jesus is here. That's that's bad news. Uh Uh-oh, Jesus is here. He's looking out and he's going to get you. But the angels are telling the shepherds and telling us that because Jesus is here, that's good news and it brings great joy. Our, Our culture is saturated with bad news. I have to watch myself. I get up in the morning and want to get a cup of coffee and turn on the news. That is an awful way for me to start the day. Because all they want to tell me is how bad things are and how much worse they were yesterday. In fact, I made a comment to my wife one day. I said, let's turn on the news and see who's in trouble today. Let's turn on the news and see how bad it is today. But you know what? The message of Jesus is this, that he's coming. We don't have to fear because he brings good news and joy. Has anybody experienced the joy of Jesus? Have you ever been in a dark place where you were lonely and desperate and you didn't know what was going to happen, but then Jesus showed up on the scene, maybe in a brilliant way like the angels did, or maybe in a quiet way in prayer, but you know that Jesus showed up, and because he's here, I've got joy in my life. Has anybody experienced the joy of Jesus? Why don't we praise him right now and just thank him for his joy? But look, look at what they say. The angels say to the shepherds in, in verse, verse 10, the angel says, do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy. And the last part of the message is this, for all the people. The message of Jesus is for everyone. Think about that. Just a few moments ago, we had a man stand on this stage who there's no chance in the world that we would ever meet outside of Jesus. We had a man stand on this stage and give a testimony of healing and forgiveness and grace, and he talked in a a very vulnerable way about the things that happened to him and the things that God is doing in him. And I sat there and I listened and I thought, you know what, the message of Jesus is for all people. That's what the angels were telling the shepherds that day. You see, Jesus wasn't showing up just for some group of religious elites. Jesus didn't show up to just the people that had enough money. 
Jesus didn't show up for the people that just had the right last name or who grew up in the synagogue. The message of Jesus is for all people. It's for the lost. It's for for the last, for the lonely, for the looked over and the left behind. The message of Jesus is for everyone. The message of Jesus is for CEOs on Wall Street and it's for shepherds on the backs of hillsides. The message of Jesus is for all of us. It's for all people. It's for people that don't even have any knowledge of God. It's for people that wake up in other countries and worship animals. Jesus said, I've come for them. And I haven't come to condemn them, but I've come to love them and to save them and bring great joy into their life. The message of Jesus is for everyone. And let me tell you why that's good for you. That's good for you because that means you're not left out of the picture. You're not left out of the message, the gospel of Jesus, the good news, the great joy, the no fear message of Jesus is for you. That's that's important for you because of this. Regardless of what you've done in your past, regardless of all the bad decisions that you've made, the message of Jesus is for you. Regardless of all the things that have happened to you that were outside of your control and all the ways that you've been ostracized and marginalized and kicked to the curb, you're exactly who Jesus came for. Regardless of all the things that you can't do in life and all the ways that you fall short and all the areas of your life that are just insufficient, the message of Jesus is for you and it's for me. And here's that message. He's a savior. It says, this message is for all the people. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior. Not just a counselor, not just a teacher, not just a life coach, not just somebody that gives you advice. A savior who will save you from your sins. That's the message of Christmas and that's the message of Jesus. So when I read that and I thought about that, I thought, that's why we're doing this. In, in October, we're going to talk about missions, and we're going to look at how Metro does missions, and we're going to walk through all the mission models, but this couldn't wait until October. We have to ship these out in October. And so, as we were planning all this and walking through all this, I looked at all the stuff that you buy and you put in there, and, you know, it's pretty cool. It's pretty basic. And it's easy to look at this as as something else to do, another task, another thing, another checklist. The reason we do this is because we believe the message of Jesus is for everyone. The reason we put stuff in the box and the reason we put the gospel in the box and the reason we take the time to do this is because we believe that Jesus didn't just come for Americans and he didn't just come for those of us that live in Alabama and he didn't just come for those of us that look like each other or smell like each other or talk like each other, but he came for every person that's ever been born. And we can't physically all go and do all the things that that we want to do, but we can send this box that says, I care, and more importantly, Jesus cares. The message of Jesus is for all people. That's why we do this, but you know what? That's why we do this. That's why we gather 
every week. That's why we come together and go to Sunday school. That's why we come on Wednesday nights. That's why we come on Sunday mornings. We get together not just so we can see each other, not just so we can have fellowship, not just so we can hang out and have a good time and hear some good music. It's not just for that. It's because we believe that the message of Jesus is for everyone. And we're so excited about who Jesus is. And we're so thankful for the way that he's changed our lives that we want to gather together and just say, Jesus, we lift you up and we praise you today because you're a great God and you came for all of us. That's why we do this. So let me tell you what we want to do. Last year, our church did, I think, 155 or 58 boxes. Birmingham did 30,000 boxes total. And you heard them this morning, they're trying to reach 11 million children, okay? I'd like for us this year to double those efforts. Don't, not double the 11 million, double the 155. I'd like for us as a church to say, you know what? Let's love our neighbor as ourself. Let's all do one. What if we did 300 boxes? What if 300 people that you don't know that you'll never lay eyes on until you get to heaven. What if 300 people heard the message of Jesus because people in this room said, we believe Jesus is for everyone? What if, what if we were able to take all of the things that we have and, 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 and say, okay, all of that stuff, that busy stuff that we do, I've got a lot of things going on, but you know what? There's nothing more important than sharing the message of Jesus with someone. What if, what if we just said, we're gonna double our efforts. We're gonna do more. We're going to reach more. We're going to love more. We're going to care more. We're going to, we're going to tell people more about Jesus. Let me tell you how it works. In your bulletin, you've got the little list of stuff. That's why we didn't have fill in the blanks this week, because I didn't want you to get too confused. In your bulletin, you see your list. Let me explain it. You pick a child's age. You go shopping for them. One of the reasons we're doing this today is because it's back to school time and you'll get a better deal on the school supplies now than you might later on. We're gonna start this this week. You can start bringing your boxes next Sunday if you want to. We're gonna stack them up in a place where you can see them so you can see how we're continuing to grow and reach people for Jesus. You go buy some of the things on the list. You put them in the box. You select the age of, and the gender of the child that you want to shop for, you do all that. In fact, they have a way now that when you print off the child that you're, you're sending it to, you can track your box and see where in the world your box goes. So you'll be able to say, you know, there's a kid somewhere in another country that I don't even know their name. I'm praying for them. You can track that. Each box cost us $9 to ship. And the reason why we send them in October is because they'll, we'll collect them here, we'll ship them off, they'll take them to Atlanta, and they'll make sure there's nothing in the box that doesn't need to be in the box. And they'll go through it and sort it and seal it up. You don't seal your box, you just put it in there and close the lid. And so then they go through that process so that the children can then in turn receive the gifts by Christmas. And so we're starting today because we believe we're gonna have a maximum effort and a tremendous impact in somebody else's life, somebody that we don't even know, but somebody that Jesus knows because the message of Jesus is for everyone. And so if you can, when you fill your box, you bring your box and you bring $9, okay? 
The $9 ships it wherever in the world it's going, okay? If you can't bring the $9, that's okay. We've got people in this church that'll help out with that. We don't want, we won't leave any boxes in the lobby, okay? You won't show up in January and see boxes here. It's not going to happen. You go shopping. You put the stuff in there. If you can bring the $9, that's great. But here's what I want you to do. When you're putting that stuff in there, I want you to lay your hands on that box and say, Jesus, I don't know who this is going to, but you do. I don't know the next Alex that's going to get this box, but you do. And I don't know what they're going through. They, they might be an orphan. Their parents may have been killed. I, I don't know the story like Alex's, but Jesus, you do. And more importantly, they know your story now. Because your message is for everyone. And here's how we're going to close. Many times in this room, uh, at the end of our time together, we'll, we'll take time to pray or we'll lay hands on each other or we'll come and kneel or we'll pray in a different way for our needs. We'll pray for the things that God needs to do in our lives and, and the struggles that we're carrying. But today's different. Today's Christmas. Today, we're going to pray for the people that receive these boxes, for people we do not know, for people we have no idea what they look like, for people that Jesus died for. We're gonna pray that, that God would take Operation Christmas Child and the efforts that we bring and, and the small piece that we're involved with and that God would change somebody's life, change somebody's destiny, change somebody's eternity because of what happens in a little shoebox. Do you believe that? Stand with me. We have these shoe boxes on the way out. You'll see them in the commons uh, over toward your left near where the nursery are. Um, uh, Brother David and Miss Deborah are gonna be out there and they're gonna be uh, taking care of the boxes. We went ahead and bought a bunch of boxes. You could just take one home. But I want us today to pray. We're gonna pray for this box as a symbol of all of the efforts, not just from our church, but from Operation Christmas Child around the world. We're gonna pray for this box that whoever it reaches would open it up and get the toothbrush and get the toy and get the whatever's in there. But they get the message of Jesus because when they open this box, you know what it's gonna communicate to them? Jesus isn't just for some rich people somewhere far off. Jesus isn't just for somebody that looks different than me or talks different than me or somebody that has a greater education than I do. The message of Jesus is for me. That's what's in the box. So I want to ask you, Metro, would you stretch your hands toward this box? And as a sign of faith believing, would you pray that God would go ahead of Operation Christmas Child and that wherever the child is right now that's going to get the box, wherever they are, that God would start to prepare their hearts. In some cases, he may have to soften their hearts. In some cases, he may line up some circumstances so that when they open this box, they are ready to meet Jesus. Pray right now. Don't wait on me. You pray. I'll close this out. You pray. Father, we come to you today through your son, Jesus, and we just thank you. We thank you that somebody was a box in our life. 
God, we thank you that somebody shared the message of Jesus with us. And God, there's so many stories in this room of, of, of miraculous ways that you protected people so that they could hear about you. But God, we want to celebrate your story. And your story is this, that your story says we don't have to be afraid. Your story says that, that we have great news, good news, and great joy for every person. We pray for that every person this morning. God, as we lay our hands on this box, we pray that you would commission it, that you would send it. Lord, we pray that you would anoint it and that when children open this box and all the boxes that are received this year, that the message of Jesus would jump out at them and that their hearts would be receptive and open to the gospel. God, we understand that you have called us to go into all the world and preach this gospel. This is a way for us to go. Help us, Lord, to maximize our efforts. Help us, Lord, to keep perspective for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, amen. Two things. Two things before we go, okay? This has been a different day, but this has been a fun day. I like this. We might do Christmas in August. I'm just kidding. We won't do that. We've got another team who when we talked about doing this day said, you know, it just wouldn't be Christmas if we didn't have Christmas cookies. And so in an effort to totally ruin your lunch, we've got a team that's prepared some really great Christmas cookies. And then just to make it a little more over the top, it's not Christmas unless it snows. So God bless all of you. I hope that you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Make sure you get a cookie. Make sure that you get a box and tell somebody that's standing on your row, Merry Christmas. God bless you. Have a great week.